how to start. Well, you know, it's just writing. I mean, here's something important to remember about dialogue. Every word matters. No, it doesn't. They're vital. I want to go to this place that I think it needs to go to. The only thing that counts is what you see on the screen. I will write like four or five, six hours a day. And it will be a voice made of ink and rage. Okay, I'm, re I'm really glad you asked me that question. Welcome back to the show. In this episode, I sat down with musician Kendall Inskeep. She's a Nashville pop artist and songwriter who's been writing and performing since childhood. Her career took off after releasing her debut viral single, Honest, that quickly accumulated millions of streams and inspired the masses. Her second single, Parachute, initiated the same response. Currently, Kendall remains an independent artist with a desire to make music that inspires others to feel something again. Before we jump into the interview, though, here is a clip of that song, Honest, from Kendall. I tell you that I'm whole, but I'm still healing. I tell you that I'm happy, but I'm grieving. Thought I was a fighter. I'm still in the to start in the beginning as much as possible i do talk to a lot of writers but i love having musicians on the show and songwriters what's your origin story like what led you into singing i've been singing my whole entire life actually my mom was in a band before she had me and my dad was a drummer and they were both musicians and so i mean i just popped out singing songs man but it really i really knew that i wanted to do music when I got my first guitar. I was about, I was like six or seven and Santa Claus brought it to me. Lord bless Santa Claus. And I just started playing. Like it was just something that I knew I wanted to do. Well, actually scratch that. So about the same time, I went to a Dixie Chicks concert. They're now called the Chicks. And it was my first concert ever. And we were in like the third or fourth row and i knew every single word my mom and i would like sing it all the time in the car and natalie actually pointed me out in the crowd and she was like that little number right there and i was like yeah i'm, I'm a rock star so <laughs> after that santa claus brought me my first guitar and i just started writing songs and it really became a form of just comfort and security for me to be able to convey these big emotions that I was experiencing and feeling in song. Yeah. My parents both had normal jobs, but they loved art. Like my dad produced music before I was born. Right. My mother was always a painter. Did that Love encouragement it. like lead you down just like, I'm going to make this work no matter what, or what was kind of the mindset growing up? So there's never been a plan B for sure. Ever. It was always, I mean, I have home videos of me in boas and rock star clothes because that was just what I wanted to do. And it wasn't until a little bit later when I could kind of like grasp the concept of like what that really entailed. Or I was like, you know, I really love how healing it has been for me to be able to make music that might like 
help people because it's helping me but sorry I know I'm total ADD moment you asked me about like have my parents been super supportive but they have like my mom is my number one fan um my dad is my number one fan and they really supported me my whole life it was never a conversation of this is not realistic for you it was very much like what can we do to help and we know that like this is it like this is the plan for you so we will do everything we can so they put me in like summer camps and guitar lessons and acting classes and all these things just to help you know spark my creativity if you will so i'm really grateful for them they're awesome when you don't have a plan b and you're in it for the long haul does that change the perspective of like because a lot of people they want to start something they start with zero followers is one thing and they don't get any results for a long time but if you're thinking about, you know, decades of this, who cares about one post and some of those things? Like, does that help your mental state to just think that way? There's a lot of pressure in that because it's like, oh, this has to happen. Like, this has to work. And there's also a continuation of passion that has to take place. Like, if you're not passionate about your art and you're not passionate about yourself and like in what you do, then it shows in what you're creating. It shows in the drive that you place towards getting to the places that you want to go. I think there's a lot of pressure in it only being a plan, plan A, but it's so rewarding when that plan A starts to, you know, pay off. Mm. And when there's those little spurt moments of like, okay, like the mountain highs, I mean, this industry, and I feel like any industry, any dream that may not be like, that's a little bit out of the box or unrealistic. It goes like this, it's like a roller coaster ride. Mm -hmm. And I think that if you're in the headspace to, because I mean, if you're finding your sole purpose in what you do and you're finding your sole purpose in your gift, I have actually had to get out of that mindset because it's so terrible for my brain mm. and really affects my mental health because I'm finding my purpose in tangible things and milestones and, you know, mountaintops instead of like really just enjoying everything for what it is. But I do this because, and it has been the only plan because I love it. I know that it's been a gift that is granted to me and it helps other people in the process. So now I'm just kind of in a place of just enjoying it. But if, if you don't have boundaries for yourself, like I really feel like it's so easy to get just trapped in this like vortex of doom where you have to be at a specific area or a specific milestone by this age. And we all do it, but it's been, it's paid off for me. And I'm happy that it's the only thing that I, um, the only career path for me. It's given me more time to develop and grow in my craft. How do you like, um, between like seeing the Dixie Chicks and where you are today, are there people, maybe women in the industry that you're following in terms of like a business sense or like things they're doing? Like, what is the goal today? Is it still touring or has it has it kind of shifted some yeah so like uh, i'm planning on touring this year and i think that my mission has shifted to impact mm -hmm. instead of i just want to be on this stage and i want to do this with this person i really want to reach as many souls as i possibly can and i think that that is what is so important to me i think that naturally you know we are provided with the opportunities to go step into the big arenas and the cool tours and like the really cool events that come with that. But I think that my mission has really shifted into thinking about 
less about me and more about why I do this. And I do this for, you know, community. And I do this to um, put and articulate big emotions and big feelings in hopes that it resonates with as many people as possible. I just want to impact people's lives. And I mean, that's a scary slippery slope as well. But like, yeah, to answer your question, I would love to tour all over the world. I would love to, you know, have the number ones and the big radio hits, but I'm really content and cool with just impacting as many people as I possibly can at the moment. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I think I first saw your, I think your song Honest was on the thing you did, collaboration you did with um, Songhouse. Yeah. Are you ever surprised by which ones take off or do they have a, do you feel it a little bit? Tell me a little bit about that. Yes and no. I think initially I was not expecting Parachute or Honest to launch like that. There was like no bone in my body, but I'm not surprised in the same way because both of those songs, especially Honest, was a moment of like straight up vulnerability. Like I'm actually experiencing these emotions today. I'm actually experiencing this like pain and this like questioning of like what I'm doing with my life in this moment right now. And then we, I put it, we put it to words, me and the, and people over at Songhouse who wrote the song and like that it just absolutely blew up with such a godsend and such a God thing for me. But like, I was definitely very surprised that that many people and also kind of saddened that that many people resonated to such a level that they did, you know? Like it's, it's crazy. Like people are actually are feeling this way and I'm feeling this way. And it was just, it was awesome, but it was insane and sad at the same time. Cause you're like, dang, like I, I'm sad that so many people are experiencing this hurt, you know? And what's the, uh, for those not familiar with the logistics of that, it's like, you have a certain period of time to write a song. What was kind of the, the backstory of that? Yeah, so the whole entire like sentiment, like the concept of Songhouse at the time was 30 minutes to write a hook and everybody writes to the same track and we release them. And if it goes viral or hits a certain amount of spins on the internet, then we actually release the full song. But it's also just like a really beautiful community. It was a very beautiful and awesome community to me, so. Um, I was just there writing music with my friends and we got blessed, you know, so, <laughs> and yeah. And songwriting comes in, in many ways. Like if you I read, I just read Rick Rubin's book and, you know, John, a song came in John Lennon's mind, completely formed. Other songs might take six months. Yeah. What was kind of, have you used that as a practice? Like elsewhere, do you ever just like let things flow or is every song a little bit different? Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, like like in that case, it seems like it was so personal that it just kind of came out. Like there's maybe some things that are deep in there, right? As a yeah. and some songs come to you that way in the middle of the night, where other ones are like could be more like a math problem where you're trying to figure out each line. It's a little bit slower. Yeah, it really just depends on the room and it depends on the song. There are times for sure where you just your spirit just speaks for you, and. The words are written in as little as like 15 minutes. You know what I mean? Like it just pours out of you. And those are my favorite kind of songs because they're such soul songs. And you know that somebody's going to resonate with it based off of like just how powerful it is. But there are also, there's definitely a formula to writing music as well. And it's not bad to use both at the same time. It really isn't. I think that the songs that you use your brain 
really hard for and like really try and make it the best song that may take a little bit longer like those can be as equally powerful as as the other as the other ones you know what i mean how does your so you have like uh created to reflect my creator how does religion play into some of your thinking or is it more of like did you grow up in like singing hymns in church or is it more like how do you kind of think about those things i really like like to be very intentional about the way that i say it because i, I think saying i'm a religious person Mm -hmm. is not entirely true. I think I, I follow Jesus. I love Jesus. And the Lord found me in a place I was not like growing up in the church. Like my mom was a, a worship leader for a little bit. And so like I knew what church culture was all about, but very much like went away from the church scene mm -hmm. around like when I was in my teens and early 20s and lived my own life and was actually like miraculously and very radically saved and it was just after being in places of darkness for so long you know the same voice is just like poking at me and like really just showing me the love that i i felt like i had never really experienced before and peace and and compassion even in the moments even in the dark dark moments and there's stories for that in a different day but they're very powerful and like very radical experiences with with god so you know it's definitely been a process it's not a oh my gosh i just woke up one morning and everything was great and everything was healed like in my ugly he is beautiful and he shows that to me and he reminds me who i am and so i have a very personal and like beautiful spiritual relationship with my god and i want to be a vessel for his light. I want to be a vessel for his love. And I also want to show, um, reflect him in ways that even the church has not really been able to do very well for other people. That doesn't mean that all of them are wrong by any means. I actually go to a church now who's super awesome, but I just think that Christians as people can give off the wrong vibes, if that makes sense. I'm really trying to articulate this correctly, but I don't know if I'm doing a good job. Yeah, I just want to show I'm here to show the love and the light and the compassion and the peace of God. And my relationship with him is very personal and beautiful to me. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I, know, I know some creatives are like careful to say any of those things, especially like publicly on Instagram or something like that. It does seem like, though, once you're OK with speaking about something that others question sharing you therefore you're comfortable to talk about almost anything in song form is that kind of some freedom that you see as well yeah i do see that freedom and so so cool i think that you know it's scary it's definitely scary like especially in the world that we live in today to to speak about jesus especially and there's a boldness that is granted with that and i'm really grateful for that boldness i struggle with it from time to time you know what i mean because once that is a factor which the Lord is my whole entire life and I only do things for him and without him, everything is meaningless to me. But it's also, I, I understand also why others might be turned off by that. So all I'm trying to do is just give, you know, the best reflection of him as I can to everybody that I meet and even in my music, but in a different way, it doesn't have to be, you know, like it, it can still be about him, but in a, from a universal perspective as well. Like Honest Very Much was a song written to Jesus mm. and from me personally, but for the person next to me, maybe not, but it still like plants the seeds. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Parachute was very much a song that was written about 
me coming into this foreign territory and receiving an unconditional love that I was that I've never experienced before by my creator. So but it could be something for different for the other person, but that seed is still being planted. So like the liberty of being able to write stuff like that and also write songs like Friends That Kiss about a boy that didn't want to make me, didn't want to commit to me, but I was like so madly in love with him. Like there's freedom in that. And I think that the industry should be way more open to that. Am I making sense? Yeah. And kind of where I'm going is like, I like the idea that you're kind of writing poetry in a way that everyone can interpret what they want to interpret, regardless of what you meant. There can be an issue where I guess if you're too far one way or the other, you're all of a sudden pigeonholed in this very specific lane that you may not reach those other goals because of that. Yeah, I think there's a faith factor in that for me. There's Mm -hmm. a trust factor in that for me of where I really do genuinely believe and understand that I'm taken care of by my God. And it may not be the same for somebody else, but I also believe that because I am his, he takes care of me and he only has, you know, plans to prosper me and fulfill my future and grow me into the version of myself that I've always meant to be. And with that, the opportunities that don't serve me after that are just opportunities that were not meant for me, that maybe I wouldn't have been able to avoid it and would have caused me great hurt if I wouldn't have, you know, if I didn't know him. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. It seems like the the publicity might also, or like being public about it may protect you in some of those issues where others are not protected. Like I interviewed a stunt woman and she was going down a road. She's a Christian as well. She was going down a road. She didn't want to go down. And because of her faith, she just decided to do something different. Like she, you know, like I'm talking like the terrible things that happen in some of these industries. Yeah. It's a heart posture thing. It really Mm. is. It's like, I think the longer that you learn who the Lord is, you also understand that his no's are just protection. And that if you step out of alignment with what he has for you, he's going to correct you and he's going to do it in love. But like, you're going to know, like, it's not right for you. And I think that that's something that even in this last season, he's really just been like changing all the desires of my heart and finding me like what really matters. And so things that used to fulfill me, are like no longer fulfilling me. And it's a scary, scary process, but I have faith and I have trust. Not every day. This is a, I have to, man, I have to die to myself sometimes because sometimes it's just, it drives me crazy. I'm like, well, then what do you want me to do if I'm not supposed to do this? But he's been really kind and really patient in that process of just being like, this is what I have for you. This is what I don't have for you. The doors that I want open are gonna remain open and the doors that are closed they're going to be closed and nobody can can open them, you know, like even you, you can't open them. But that's just something that, you know, that's we grant him that and we have to continue granting him that. And I do because I know he's he's in control. He's got it. And my wildest dreams, things that I like, I will have a life beyond my wildest dreams because he's in it. Hmm. it not, it's not going to look I already know it's not going to look exactly the way that maybe I have pictured it before, but I know it's going to be better because it's going to be more fulfilling and it's going to be good for my heart and it's going to be good for my bloodline. And I can't argue with that, you know? So you've got a potential tour on the rise. What else are you currently working on? New albums, new songs? What else can people kind of expect to see? Yeah, so I actually just released a song yesterday. 
It's called Growing Pains. Um, and it's pretty self-explanatory, but, um, you know, we can, we obviously grow up from an age perspective, but it's really just an ode and an encouragement to the people who decided to step up to the play and become the best version of themselves because that process is so hard sometimes and so just like tedious and frustrating and, and painful at times. And I mean, also the latter, you know, like it can also be so joyful and beautiful and wonderful, but like it's, it's a coming, coming of age, encouraging, empowering song that I know will reach the people that it's supposed to, you know? Mm -hmm. So So. yeah, that song, um, potential tour coming up. Um, been writing music like crazy, but I'm doing my own independent thing now. And that has definitely been a transition for sure, because, you know, all this, like being on Songhouse, like it was like, we just go in, we sing the songs and very quickly it was like, okay, Kendall and Tyler are like doing their thing on the Songhouse. And then I, I just felt like called to do my own thing. You know what I mean? No beef, no, no bad blood whatsoever, but just went on a different path. But with that, you know, like there's a lot that goes into that. There's a lot of marketing. There's a lot of rebranding. There's a lot of conversations. There's a lot of emails. There's a lot of release dates. There's a lot of everything, touring, all the things. So it's been an interesting transition, but I'm grateful because I've learned a lot through it. It seems to be with stuff like that. It's more like what's everyone else's perspective when you can just be like, like Steven Tyler left Aerosmith temporarily made a country album, you know, it's just like, but that's just what he was called to do at that moment. It's not like a big deal, you know? Yeah, exactly. Is there anything um, that you wish people knew about you that they don't know? Yeah. I think that a lot of the songs that I've put out have been very emotional and almost like sad to a point and highlighting you know the anxieties and the depression and the mental health stuff that i walk through sometimes but i'm actually a very joyful person and i very much love my life and i just am not afraid to show the vulnerable parts of them and i think sometimes maybe i show too much of the not too much like i'll always share that but sometimes i share you know, the really deep parts without balancing it out with like, wait, I'm actually happy. Like I'm not a miserable person. So I am pretty joyful, everybody. I am pretty joyful. (laughs) Uh, We'll just do one more. Um, I'm sure you meet young girls from time to time who kind of want to follow in your footsteps. Is there some advice that you give them? Don't ever let anybody tell you who you need to be. You be exactly who you know you are and stick it to them man do your thing and don't give up keep going and never turn back thanks so much for tuning into the show before you take off i want to give you a free gift i'm giving you my first book ink by the barrel for free that's the digital download and audiobook at brockswinson.com inside this book you'll learn how to annihilate writer's block by embracing elizabeth gilbert's playful trickster mentality learn to weaponize your anxiety with Kevin Kelly's different is better approach and learn how to defend your time with Ryan Holiday's calendar anorexia mindset. There's just a few other ideas in the book Ink by the Barrel. It's also based on over 400 interviews I've done right here on Creative Principles. So go steal that book right now, Ink by the Barrel, to learn how to be a prolific writer 
You can get your copy that's digital download and audiobook at brockswinson.com, B-R-O-C-K-S-W-I-N-S-O-N.com. And if it's your first time here, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Make sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode.